What's going on everyone? Welcome to the Silent Grind Podcast. Welcome to episode 4. I know it's been a while, it's been over a month at this stage, but things have been busy. You know, when with restrictions being lifted, we just got out more and yeah. But um, I hope you're all staying safe out there, masking up, sanitizing, you know, and just keeping your distance and doing the right thing. Because the more we do the right thing, you know, the quicker we can get back on the court and back in the gyms and you know, whatever one wants really. So today I'm going to speak about injury reduction. Some of you might have seen my blog last week, I think, maybe the week before, and a couple things on my Instagram and stuff during the week. But yeah, it's something that's fascinated me for a while. And, you know, like we all as athletes, we get injured at some stage in our careers, whether it be like a sprained ankle or a broken leg or a torn ACL, God forbid. But like, you know, small things or big things happen to all of us and like although sometimes you know it's just bad luck a lot of times with particularly non-contact injuries and small little like things like sprains and strains we can do a lot of work to prevent them and reduce our risk of actually becoming injured so that's what i'm going to speak about today and the main six things that like you need to be focusing on in your strength training and like in your just daily life to reduce your risk of being injured so yeah let's get straight into it okay so the main six areas i'm going to talk about today and like there, there's loads more but like these are the main six if you're talking kind of the meat and potatoes the, the big ones these are like the go-to's you know what i'm saying like that player in the fourth quarter to get those clutch buckets like this is what this is this is every single time they're reliable so Number one, proprioception. Number two, strength training and prehab work. Number three, mobility and flexibility. Number four, plyometrics. Five, nutrition and six, sleep. Like these are the six main players like that you you need to be working on and focusing on if you really want to like last have a good long lasting career over years and like you know have a good solid season you know like you you can't play a season if you're injured so like we just want to do our best to reduce you know that chance of you not playing because of a silly injury so number one proprioception um what is proprioception proprioception basically is balance training it's like teaching your body to be aware of itself in space you know so it can coordinate itself it can balance it's not kind of it's in control you're teaching your body to be in control of your body and the space it's in studies have shown like if you're talking you know main players of injury reduction proprioception is number one that's why it lists it number one studies have shown that balance training proprioception to be more fancy can lead to a 75 percent reduction in ankle injuries so something as small as like you know i'm 30 seconds to a minute of standing on one leg or any kind of variation of that which you can see on my instagram or tiktok shameless plug right there like you're you're reducing your chance of getting ankle sprain by 75 percent that's massive you know like that's that's it's, it's so big of a reduction rate like you you should think you're stupid for not working on it. Yeah, like that's it's plain and simple. It's like that. Studies have also shown that proprioception training can reduce 
overall like risk to injuries like you know overall in the body by 45 percent that's you're nearly half in your risk of injury like you know again it's huge it's it's so big like if you don't immediately from this podcast or hearing this like start working on you know your simple things like balance and progressing up to make it harder and like it's and you get injured but like i'm just gonna tell you i told you so do you know like it, it's it's that big of a thing and it's so small like i mean you're talking five to ten minutes a week or like twice a week and you're reaping all these benefits you know and like that one small thing of balance training like that like helps so many other things you know you're going to be more on balance when you're going to shoot you're going to be more on balance when you're going like at the rim it, it, it's more than just an ankle thing do you know what that simple thing of balance training it helps so many other areas of your of your game of your sport along with like drastically reducing your risk of injury so like you need to start working on that so like i said like this can be as simple as like standing on one leg and if you can do that for say three sets of one minute maybe progressing that up to standing on a pillow you know it makes it a bit more unstable then maybe you work up to like standing on one leg and having like a brother or sister or a friend throw two tennis balls to you and you have to catch them again you're challenging your balance the more you challenge your balance and the more you can control it the better like that proprioception ability is your training and if you have it like the facility like you could progress the whole way up to using aqua bikes which is basically kind of like a big it's kind of like a big water bottle i suppose or you know like a sandbag that you have in the gym but it's a solid plastic container and like you literally just kind of half fill it with water and by moving around and because water is a liquid it really like tests your balance another great exercise i tried today for proprioception training and i got this off of feeding movements page ronan o'brien i think is his name he's a trainer from carlo living in dubai check out his instagram a lot of really good stuff um, it's called pendulum swings so basically you stand on one leg you sort of lean over slightly like you're kind of in an RDL position except just keep yourself a small bit higher up you don't want to be the full way over and you literally get like a kettlebell and you swing it from side to side so not not like you're trying you know bash a wall or something but just swinging it side to side slightly so like you're caught that weight is going to pull you from one side to the other and you have to keep your balance it's simple simple stuff like this and it can like really 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 help reduce like ankle injuries like ever since i've started working on like proprioception like balance drills and like ankle strength and stuff and stuff like i haven't had touch wood i haven't had an ankle sprain in three years the last time I had an ankle sprain, it was a really serious ankle sprain. I was actually on crutches for three or four weeks from it. Um, I, I tripped over someone's foot going to the to the rim one day. And like that was that was the last time I remember having an ankle sprain. Because after that I did a lot of work on like strengthening my ankles and like I haven't had any problems in a while. But like like that I noticed like if I stop training them for a while I do become more prone to kind of tripping over myself a small bit. So, like, you know, if you you can get such a big reward from such a small thing, like, do it. 
takes five ten minutes I don't see why you shouldn't do it like if you have glass ankles like really glass ankles and you're the whole time getting sprains like strapping up and putting on tape or ankle braces ideally you don't really want to be going down that route because like now you're making your body reliant on the tape or the brace to protect your ankle instead of actually fixing the problem which is your ankles are weak you know if your ankles are weep, weak and you're like taping them up and bracing them up they're gonna they're not gonna get any stronger because you're like ah okay like i have this here it's got me do you know like if i gave you two crutches or a wheelchair or something to go around for and say okay hey like here's the wheelchair like stop walking like your legs your not legs aren't going to get stronger and like you know make you walk better they're going to stop you know getting you're, you're going to lose all that muscle and all that you have like for walking it's the same for your ankles like you know if you fix the problem like then you don't need to kind of put on all this stuff to you know cushion over it so like just get it in there that's all i can say get it into your training program okay next strength training and prehab i did talk about in my last podcast like how to you know program strength training and stuff for sports but one thing i didn't mention or talk about enough was like how great strength training is for reducing injuries strength training can reduce injury risk by 69% so that's nearly 70% of an injury risk reduction from strength training and like that's not complicated that's not you know getting into really you know fancy scientific sports performance training that's simply just like normal general strength training you know like making your muscles strong making your tendons and ligaments strong making them more like able to bear and accept you know a load and high forces that's all that is you know we're not talking about kind of like getting into really fancy like triphasic training or all these other really sports specific stuff it's simply just getting your body strong enough so it can like be able to control and accept and use the force it can produce you know it's just building relative human strength build it, making yourself strong enough for your body frame and like what you you want it to do you know like paul fabre says he's a really good phrase like you can't fire a cannon out of a canoe <laughs> you know like you you can't you can't expect your body to do crazy things if you don't build it to be strong enough to be able to do these things you know you can't expect your body to be able to go out and play like four pickup games a week and you know be on the court every day or if if you aren't making it strong enough to be able to do that eventually you're going to break down like there was a study done not too long ago in the usa on the whole aau team and players going into college or sorry into like college and pro and what they found was like all these players who were going through like intense aau circuits and camps all summer with no strength training like no nobody really looking after them to be to be honest they were breaking down by the time they they got to that college or maybe pro level you know their bodies had enough were so worn and torn by like 19 20 years old that you know when you compare the results 
their results compared to someone like say Vince Carter who's on his way out of the league that level of wear and tear if you aren't preparing your body to be able to take on that wear and tear it's going to break down a lot quicker you know like you see it a lot more now like you see things like tendonitis in players a lot more now you see things like ACL tears are becoming a lot more common which is scary all these small things is because we just aren't training our bodies to be able to you know take on that load and a simple thing like that like strength training you know like getting in the gym three four days a week and we're not saying get you know power lifter or bodybuilder strong you know you don't have to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger but like it's just being you know being able to being strong for yourself you know like there, there are a lot of players most like basketball players they're not strong strong but they're strong enough because they put that time in the weight room for you know consistently they're strong enough that they can accept and produce forces and use force without getting injured so like you know you have to get yourself in the gym just yeah you have to do something and if you're looking for like how to get yourself started on that like gym journey go back and check out my last podcast go back and check out my last blog or just talk to me because like 70 percent of an injury reduction from strength training again it's too big of a thing to ignore particularly if you're looking at yourself now and like oh like i actually do have kind of tendonitis or like Man, I like I'm missing like three, four, five games a year from like silly injuries, you know, from straining a hamstring or, you know, pulling something in my quad or it, it's too big. There there's small things that can be reduced by just training your body to be strong enough. So, you know, like with proprioception, just get it in there. Whether it's two days a week or whether it, like you fall in love with it and go four or five or maybe six, get it in there. You have to get it in there so because i spoke about a lot in my last podcast and blog i'm not going to get into the real details of like what you should have in your strength program but as like kind of an overlook to see if you're on track you need to have your compound lifts so be getting relatively strong in your compound lifts like in your squat your barbell squat your barbell deadlift your bench press back row overhead press like they're your main ones your lunge and like maybe a, a glute bridge as well getting strong in those areas and like we're not talking you know like a 70 kilo person being able to squat like 200 kilos or something it can be as simple like it's kind of getting to one one to one and a half times your body weight you know for a squat and deadlift one to one and a half times your body weight is like you're pretty strong if you're at that stage so if you can comfortably squat your own body weight and maybe squat one and a half times your body weight like that's pretty solid even like if you can squat one and a quarter times your own body weight like you have a really solid strength base even if you're only at like one times your own body weight that's really solid for a squat same when it comes to bench press and over like bench press and back row you'd be kind of like say in around maybe three quarters to one or maybe a bit over one of like your own body weight that's a solid solid number you know to be aiming for to get strength wise strong 
you know like we're not taught you're not you're not a power lifter you're not tr- your whole job isn't to get as strong as possible you're just trying to get strong enough that your body you know is is robust that's what you're trying to build robustness that's the word I've been looking for all along you're just trying to make yourself robust so that you don't you know break down easily so along with compound lifting you want to be you know to keep things balanced in your body you want to be doing a lot of unilateral work so that's like single leg squats single leg um, deadlifts you know all these kind of things to just make sure like each leg is as strong and there's no kind of imbalances you know you, you don't want kind of one leg to be over the top stronger than the other and like that's how you know dominance issues arise and like you don't want that another thing that a lot of us miss out on because we follow the typical bodybuilder route is you need to be working in all directions or to put it fancily you need to be doing multi-planar exercises so what i mean by that is like you want to be working kind of vertical you want to be working horizontal and you want to be working laterally you know like you don't want to be you can't stay working doing all your exercises with the same motion so like you can't like say a squat that's kind of a vertical exercise you go up you go down you, you know like in a game or in any sport you go forward you go backwards you go sideways sideways you know so you can't you know upper body is a small bit different because like it stays the same a lot really but particularly with your lower body like you have to be working for example like say you put in a squat that's vertical, a lunge is forward or reverse lunge, you're kind of going back or whatever, and a lateral lunge, you're working that side to side. That's pretty solid. And then throw in like a deadlift or something for a hinge motion. That's a pretty solid leg day. You know, so maybe say day one, you go like a barbell squat, then a dumbbell lunge, and then maybe a goblet lateral lunge and finish with like a dumbbell RDL that's a pretty solid leg day you've got that multiplanar work in you've worked you know all those different kind of knee, you know bending from the knee that knee hinge that hip hinge like all those different things you've worked that and like all those different like plane, you know planes of motion pretty solid leg day and that would make you pretty solid on the court as well next then you want to be work you know getting that core working like I said before you want to be particularly working anti-flexion you know teaching your core and your body to be able to stabilize so it's not getting thrown all over the place and then finally you want to be working kind of those stabilizer muscles again a lot of this can be done through proprioception training you know stabilizers balance you know teaching your body to have stability at the at the ankle at the knee at the hip you know, so, you know, at the hip, you're looking at kind of your glute medials, your your groins, at the shoulders, your rotator cuffs, your serratus, all these other different things. They just that keep the big muscles stable. And when the smaller stabilizer muscles are strong and firing, you know, like there's there's not a whole lot of room for things to go wrong. Okay, number three is plyometrics. Now, like... I've always been putting off talking about plyometrics and I'm going to get a lot more into detail in the future because 
with a lot of people who don't really know what you're doing they just go in and go completely over the top and like doing crazy shit when it comes to plyometrics the whole idea of plyometrics is not to burn out muscles and you know make you fit they are to teach your body to be able to do certain things they're to teach your body to be able to absorb force to teach proper landing mechanics proper sprint mechanics proper jump mechanics to teach you how to move correctly and move in a more efficient way and you know as a byproduct of that then you're going to jump higher you're going to run faster they are not as you see in like fitness classes and stuff you, you you know you should never ever be doing something like 50 box jumps in a round of four exercises do you know it there plyometrics are not for circuit training that's it, it drives me crazy i don't know how a lot of people can think it's okay it's not if you're like a football player or a basketball player you're doing a lot of running and jumping and stuff in your sport already you don't need to be throwing this stuff in as a way to try get fitter because you see it in your local like crossfit class or like your local you know body fat burning class and you see oh god they look really fit maybe if i do that i'm gonna get fit no you're gonna get injured you know every time i see these like you see so many people particularly with box jumps and because they're like okay like I have four rounds of say box jumps, burpees, lunges, and squat jumps, um, and I I have ten minutes to get through four rounds. They fire through like, and they say fifty of each. They fire through these box jumps, and each time they're not landing right, and they're not jumping right, and it's it's just if you know when you look at it, it's a recipe for disaster. You know you want to you want to use these things to teach your body to move the right way so like with that being said if you don't know what you're doing with plyometrics ask ask me ask uh, someone a sports science scientist or sports specialist in your gym or just ask someone who knows what you're doing you know like don't don't just take something off the internet and run with it because a lot of times like these things and I've noticed that with a lot of jump programs, they're coming from people who can just jump high. And, like, it's, you know, it's wrong. <laughs> like, no knock to him because Jab Rant is in the NBA and he's very athletic. But, like, his dad had him doing things of, like, 50 box jumps, like, every three or four minutes if you, you you can look it up you can see him training online on youtube and like you ask anybody sports scientists like no like you know your your body can't produce a huge amount of force to reap benefits after like more than four or five reps there's such a big drop off in performance it's pointless you know all you're doing is you're you're teaching your muscles to be less explosive so like don't go down that route just ask and like do things the right way with that little rant over, why should we like have plyometric training in our programs? So, like I said, a good plyometric program should train force absorption, proper landing mechanics, proper sprint mechanics, and proper jump mechanics. 
90% of all injuries occur in the deceleration phase. So this is say landing from a jump is when you make a cut because when you think about it, if you go to make a cut and change direction you have to decelerate in that direction you were going and now push off the other way. So say if you were sprinting forward and you made a really sharp cut to the right you have to decelerate from that sprint forward and then produce force again going right. That's a deceleration. So like without the proper mechanics and stuff to help your body stop efficiently and safely like a lot of injuries can happen if you look at any most injuries that have happened in any sport like any field sport any invasion sport you will see that they are occurring when say a basketball player is landing from a dunk or like you see it like you see Paul George Sean Livingston just to name to you know Clay Thompson to a certain degree, and um, the most recent one, Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic, he was making he was hopping into a pro hop to go back up the dunk or something, which was a deceleration to change direction. He had bad mechanics. He bought his knees caved in. He tore his ACL. You know, again, training proper landing mechanics and force absorption qualities reduces these injuries. If he had proper like landing mechanics and he wasn't you know jumping with those two knees, you know knocked knees, chances are like he'd be he would have been playing last night when Orlando played their first playoff game of this year. Again, like these are the these are the fine things like you know you train these things you don't miss these games and like he's gonna miss maybe a year or two years now. You you don't want that to be you. You have to. You know, you can prevent these things. If you can prevent them, you do them. It's that simple. You don't want to end up, you know, saying, shit, like, if, if, if I just put more time into this over the off-season or during the season, man, like, I'd be out there on the floor balling now in the playoffs. Or, like, you know, I could have been that player that made the difference when, like, you know, we were struggling in the fourth quarter. You don't want to be like that. You want to be on the floor. So, like, if you can, if you can train it, do it. That's my message for all these things. If you can do it, do it, and do it to the best of your abilities. And for me, plyometrics are an all-year-round thing. Sure, like, when you get more into the season, like, you can't be doing the matter really, like, high intensity because you're going to be, like, training with your team. You're going to have more matches more regularly. But, like, you can still work on your landing mechanics. You know, a simple thing of like doing snap downs or you know jumping off a box and like sticking the landing like some small low impact plyometrics just to keep you know keep those keep those mechanics fresh in your mind like that's that's it like you know during the season like that's what a lot of my stuff will move to it's just making sure that my body doesn't forget how to move correctly when I'm when I'm in the off season then I can work on moving correctly and more efficiently and like being able to you know produce more power and more force in those movements but like you have to do these things all year round so like like say when you get that late into the season like Jonathan Isaac your body hasn't kind of gotten lazy and is moving incorrectly and you end up injured if you do that those small things all year round to keep your you know, keep instilling those good habits in your body, like it's gonna pay off eventually. 
you know you look at someone like LeBron he is he's working with one of the best trainers in the world I can tell you now he's working on these things all year round you know he's you know, he's not going out and like dunking and you know working on landing mechanics on a, on a court because that takes so much force but he could be doing small other things he could be doing something like a hip hinge in his warm up he could be doing something like extensive play metrics it's something much much smaller and much more low intensity but it's just reminding his body of hey this is how you should do this so you don't end up being carried out of the game on a stretcher it's 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 that simple you know you do it all year round you know 70% or 90% of those injuries gone Number four is nutrition. And like we all know what good nutrition is. We all know what good foods and bad foods is. We all know proteins and carbs and fats. Yet there are a lot of us out there who just still aren't arsed to do the right thing. And I mean I don't wanna I'm not trying to sound too blunt, but that's the way it is. You can't like you can't put these in a petrol car and expect it to work properly. You know, you're going to get a few miles down the road and, like, your car is going to stop working, your insurance is going to go, like, you know, and it's it's all your own fault because you didn't, like, see the signs and read the labels and just do, you know, it, it's just stupid. Likewise, like, you can't put crap in your body and expect it to work at its best. You know, it, it, it's not, it, it, it can't. It's, it's, you know, when you think logically like it can't be at its optimum if it hasn't got the right things in it to run on its optimum proper nutrition like can really really enhance your recovery and increase your performance and it can like the two go hand in hand it you know it helps your recovery it helps your performance but it also helps you you know recover so you can perform better it, it it lowers that whole kind of like say you go to the gym you squat heavy the next day you're sore it takes a few days to get back to normal good nutrition and stuff can like make that you know bounce back a lot smaller instead of, you know needing two or three days it can be like maybe one you might even you might not even get that sore that's like that's the difference quality nutrition can make so you like particularly like you need to be getting enough protein to rebuild muscle tissue and you know just so you can build back stronger and stuff it's it's one thing i see with a lot of us like sure we eat healthy but we don't get enough protein in i like roughly you're looking for about one gram of protein to every pound of body weight so you know that it that's actually not that hard hit. It might sound like a lot, but it's really it's not that hard hit. So, you know, so you just need to be getting it in there. Likewise, need to get be getting enough carbohydrates in there, particularly like after exercise or and before obviously because you need exercise, but after because you need to restore those glycogen levels and all these other things. And like, you know, you you put the right things in after a workout your body recovers quickly it can't recover quickly if you're putting crap into it it you know it can't it can't build up as strong as possible if it hasn't got the things to build up as strong as possible 
a couple of weeks ago I wrote a really really I thought it was pretty good and clear blog on like it was an easy guide to nutrition that's what I call it go check it out like it lays out everything you need to what's you know what's all the different macronutrients like how much you need of everything what's good foods what's bad foods it's all there go use it please (laughs) number five then is sleep and this one i will be honest i struggle with i think anybody who's busy struggles with getting enough sleep you know like if you have a job if you're playing and you're playing sports and you're in school and like all these other things just life like we we sat the first thing we give up is sleep first thing we give up is sleep and then we give up eating properly you know like i you know we all hear the thing of you know getting eight hours sleep a night and like a lot of times it's not practical but we have to do our best to like get that roughly seven to eight hours sleep every night so one a couple of studies have shown that like getting anything less than eight hours sleep every night can make you one point seven times more prone to getting injured. One like that's a big big number. One point seven times more likely to get injured. And like that's just off of you know, not having enough sleep. Like you feel it yourself if you haven't got enough sleep, you're tired. You're you're not really aware like you're 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 walking around like you're you're just walking through the day like sleepwalking through the day you know you go play sports like that and like that awareness isn't there so like your your body is a bit lax it's it's gonna do things wrong you know it it's not gonna put like the same effort and intensity into just gonna do whatever like happens and like you, you end up injured you know so like just try your best to get at least seven hours sleep i would say like i have i probably average about seven hours sleep you know somewhere between six and eight hours sleep every night so like just you know do your best and if if you have to like take a nap maybe during the day you know if you're if you're like that like you you can't get enough sleep like take a nap make up for that time you know if you need to if you need to take a bit of a nap during the day because you only got like six hours sleep at night like do it do you know it's it's not a big deal really if you need it a couple of small things that i try to i'm not great at but like can help a lot of us get better sleep is less screen time roughly an hour before bed do you know like if you're if i find it even with myself if i'm looking at my phone like right before i go to bed like I'm gonna be up for another hour or two because not because I seen something, but just that that intense light. Like I, you, you can't relax. You know, you you know, like you hear the whole thing about blue light and all that. Like you can't relax when you have that light right in front of your face, particularly from a phone because it's so small. Like any time for an hour or like really close to going to bed. A big thing, and I'm actually proud. I'm very good at this is going to go to bed around the same time and get up around the same time every day. So this kind of feeds, feeds into something called uh, something called a circadian rhythm, which basically like is your body's internal clock. You know, like you, you're, we're creatures of habit. Our body wants to control our energy so we have enough energy throughout the day 
and a way of doing that is like you know using the energy before a certain time because we know we're going to be going to sleep and we can recharge during the night and when we get up then we'll be refreshed you know that's how our body works so like by getting up and going to bed at roughly the same time every night i'm not saying like on the dot you know at that minute but roughly around the same time like our body can keep those energy levels balanced throughout the day because it knows okay i'm gonna need more energy for this time and like when i say i'm getting up here so i can start to like you know boost things up throughout the day and i know i'm gonna be going to sleep soon so i can start to wind things down if you're like you know going to bed at one and then getting up at six or then the next day you're going to bed at ten and getting up at four and like you're all over the place your your body's all over the place it can't possibly you know sort out your energy so like you peak at certain times and fall off at right the right times during the day it's going to be all over the place so by getting up and going to sleep around the same times every day you're doing yourself a favor because you will have energy every day you know you'll have energy every day um another routine like have a routine for when you're going to bed and if you want when you get up you know again it's the whole thing of like having that ritual having that routine like doing stuff before you go to bed you're telling your body okay like i'm going to sleep now it's time to wind down same when you get up it's like okay like i'm awake like by going through that routine i'm ready for the day you know it's it's a small small thing it can be you're not talking like an hour or something before bed but like you know maybe 10 15 minute things so maybe like brushing your teeth and then stretching and going to sleep or brushing your teeth wash your face and like read a book or something it's something small so your body's like okay like yeah like it's time to go to sleep now Do you know it, it's it's a small little thing don't load up crazily on water before you go to bed obviously like an hour or so before bed you need to have enough water in you so like you're not getting you know waking up thirsty during the night but like you don't want to be down in water before you go to sleep and then waking up in the middle of the night needing to go to the toilet like it's going to break up your sleep cycle so just go to the toilet before you go to sleep and like don't go crazy on water and then finally like you know if you're not looking at the screen and you have a ritual before bed you kind of doing this anyway but give yourself some wind down time obviously this is a lot easier said than done because we're busy people with busy lives but like just taking like maybe a half an hour or an hour before you go to bed if you can to like just chill you know it, it makes a big difference because you're not going to bed now like all wound up just after closing down the laptop from looking at emails all day and having an argument with your boss or something you know just give yourself that time to wind down obviously like there are tons more things you can do to improve sleep quality i do plan on like you know talking about it a lot more in the future maybe giving it a whole podcast and a whole blog but for now like if you can just focus on those five things like you're you'll be doing pretty well and finally i actually forgot about it earlier on but um mobility and flexibility now i've spoke a lot about this on my instagram this week but like particularly mobility more so than flexibility like if you can't what mobility means is like the range of motion you have around the joint 
and then flexibility is how like how much a muscle can stretch so like mobility is a lot more important than flexibility really because when you think about when you're moving you know if you, if a joint can't go through or get into a range of motion you want it to and you say like in a game you kind of like try say go with a killer crossover between the legs crossover in order to really sell you like drop your knee to the floor your hip like drops in a lot and like you get into a really exaggerated kind of like dorsiflexion and stuff at the ankle if you haven't trained your body to have that range of motion and be comfortable in it and you go do it in the game chances are it's going to go very wrong you know because your body's not used to being in that and all of a sudden when you pull it in it's like oh shit like this isn't good and in order to try to get out of it you end up injuring yourself so like just training working on your mobility like myself i have a 15 minute mobility 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 routine i do every morning when i get up i will be sharing that on my youtube page hopefully like by the weekend but like i do it every morning it's really simple you know it takes 10 to 15 minutes and like you know it it keeps me mobile it keeps me keeps me like you know straight it's it, it covers everything it's that simple we're not talking about anything complicated it can be like 10 15 minutes a day or even just a couple times a week and like you're keeping those joints mobile you're keeping enough synovial fluid going around those joints and you, you're able to move freely and you know without that fear of something going wrong same thing with like flexibility is a funny one because you don't want to become so flexible to a point where like you've no tension in your muscles but like if you can't if you're so tight you can't really move like things are going to go wrong you know so i would say like just if you can kind of sit comfortably in a stretch like maybe just barely comfortable like you're you're pretty okay like don't you know don't worry too much about being flexible but like same time if you're so tight you can't like move properly like yeah you need to stretch out a small bit but really focusing on that mobility because like a lot of times it's not a flexibility problem we have or it's not a problem being too tight we actually just don't have that range of motion around the joint to allow us to get into like that position we want to get into you know that like it's it's mobility around the joint more so than flexibility that controls like movement you know you think of like a squat or a lunge like no matter how tight a person is they can still squat and lunge but like if they haven't got good hip mobility or good ankle mobility or stuff they can't squat or lunge properly you know that that's that's a really good way of thinking about it. so like put mobility first and if you need a bit a little bit of flexibility inside like stretch out a bit but like i wouldn't be going crazy on it okay and that's it for this week so that was a long enough podcast i suppose but just one last thing to think about like is with all these things as usual just be patient and be consistent you're not going to reap the benefits from all these straight away it is going to take a while you know like with strength training like with proprioception to like progress up but like it's just by doing the small little things over and over time like they will compound up 
and like you know when you get into a season or maybe after a couple of months like you will feel a lot more robust and a lot more sturdy and you know like your risk of being injured falls off a lot like obviously the, the freak things can happen but like we want to work on what we can control if we can control like getting less ankle sprains less you know groin strains less you know you know little gripes and stuff we do that so yeah i hope this helps as always if you need more information or like more help just hit me up um on instagram on silent grind performance or you can email me at silentgrindperformance at gmail.com and just like you know get in the gym get on the court and stay working so until next time i hope my goal is to get a podcast that podcast podcast what <laughs> a podcast out every week and a blog out every week so like you know they're, they're easy to record i don't know why i don't do it more often it's just <laughs> too lazy <laughs> but um yeah i do hope to get one out every week so until next time thanks for listening and yeah bye